If you have your Bibles, would you open up to Luke chapter 6? We're going to begin with verse 45 this evening. Luke 6, verse 45, reads, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. The treasure of the heart a treasure that is stored in the heart. Off the top tonight, let's ask the question, what are we storing up in our hearts? What are we accumulating, amassing, collecting, adding and storing? And as we read verse 45, we see two options, good treasure or evil treasure. Now, the Bible talks a lot about the heart. Many times mentioned in Scripture concerning the heart of the individual. And the word heart found in Luke 6, 45, it denotes the center of all physical and spiritual life. It it speaks of the vigor and sense of physical life, the center and seat of spiritual life. It speaks of the soul or mind as it is the fountain and seat of the thoughts, passions, desires, appetites, affections, purposes, endeavors. So a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. But the evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil, the word says. The word treasure, the place in which good and precious things are collected and laid up, receptacle in which valuables are kept, it speaks of a treasury, a storehouse. The things laid up in a treasury, collected treasures. So if we could bring it down to one question tonight, what treasures are we collecting? Now Luke 6:45 again in the King James version reads, "A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil for of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh the Amplified reads, the upright, honorable, intrinsically good man out of the good treasure stored in his heart produces what is upright, honorable, and intrinsically good. And the evil man out of the evil storehouse brings forth that which is depraved, wicked, and intrinsically evil. For out of the abundance or the overflow of the heart his mouth speaks. So if the things brought out of our treasury, our heart, our evil, it is a direct result of what we are collecting. It's a direct result of what we are storing up inside of our heart. 
the passions we are storing up inside of our heart, the thoughts, the desires, the appetites, the affections, the purposes, the endeavors. If we're bringing forth that which is evil, but if we're bringing forth the things that are good, it is a direct result, too, of what we are collecting. And so what kind of treasure are we storing up? Where are the treasures from? The Voice Bible reads, it's the same with people. A person full of goodness in his heart produces good things. A person with an evil reservoir in his heart pours out evil things. The heart overflows in the words a person speaks. Your words reveal what's within your heart. We all have a treasury or a reservoir, and we all fill it. Every one of us. We all choose what we are going to fill the treasury with. The Passion Translation reads, For the overflow of what has been stored in your heart will be seen by your fruit and will be heard in your words. And so can we say it like this tonight, that the proof is in the fruit and the proof is in the words of what's going on in here, of what we are storing up, the passions, the desires, the thoughts, the appetites, and the affections. If I've been collecting the wrong things and storing them in my treasury, the overflow or the fruit is going to reveal the collector I am, and so too my words. The fruit of what is coming out, what's pouring out, what is flowing out of my reservoir, out of the treasury of my life. And so too the Bible says our words. There's no mystery to why the overflow of some is evil, it's because they are poor collectors. <laughs> They're off amassing and accumulating and pulling into their life and pulling into their storehouse, pulling into the treasury of their heart, pulling into their heart things that are not right. And though we might think that they are hidden, they are inside, and well, this can't view them. The Bible clearly says it. The fruit will prove it. What's going on inside? And the word's spoken. And so number one tonight, honor the treasury. He owns it now. 1 Corinthians 6, verses 19 and 20, it says, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? whom you have from God, and you are not your own. For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So we are the Lord's, and this should change our view on the treasury, shouldn't it? If we are the Lord's and we are the Lord's, this should change our view on what belongs in the treasury what belongs in our hearts. You see, our hearts are His, and we would claim that tonight. We would declare that tonight. 
We don't go off collecting whatever seems pleasant to us at the time. No, we are purposeful in our collecting and we are precise in our collecting. Now, we often say that Jesus lives in our heart. Who's ever said that? Oh, we sung it, that Jesus lives in our heart. And I thought about this, and I want to ask, if he is in there, I wonder what kind of treasure the king of our hearts wants collected and presented to him. We say he lives in our heart. And yet what are we grabbing on? What are we collecting? What are we amassing? What are we bringing into ourselves and putting in the treasury? What treasure is filling his temple, you see, it says it's his temple. The body is the temple of the Lord. We know Galatians 2.20 well. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Would you say tonight, I am, I am the Lord's. And when you realize and recognize that you are the Lord's and live in that manner and in that way, it changes your view on the treasury. And it changes your view on what belongs in the treasury. Number two tonight, fill the treasury. Now the Lord wants our lives to overflow. Now, we might say tonight, well, to be safe, I just won't fill the treasury. That way, I don't have to worry about it. But no, the Lord is calling us to collect good treasure. Luke 6.45, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. Out of the abundance of the heart, the Lord is saying, the mouth will speak. There's fruit or there's an overflow that the Lord desires for each and every single one of us, that it would pour out of us, that it would bless the world, that it would bless others, that it would bless our families, bless the church. The Lord wants good people out of the good treasury of their hearts, the good treasure, bringing forth that which is good and speaking that which is good. The Lord wants the good fruit to pour out of his people, doesn't he? The Lord wants good fruit to overflow out of our hearts, out of the treasury inside. And you know that he wants good fruit on our lips. He wants to use the overflow of our treasuries to change the world. To set people free. To lead people to Jesus. To bless people to show people the goodness of God, to shatter the darkness. You see, he is looking for wise and holy collectors that honor the treasury, filling it with good things. And so we honor this treasury that is no longer ours. It's the Lord's. We understand that, that he's bought it with a great price. And so it's changed our view, and therefore we collect differently. He doesn't want us empty. He wants us overflowing, which leads to point number three, bring it forth. Simply under this point, I just want to say, don't shut your life up. Don't shut your treasury up. You see, we fill up to pour out. 
We fill up to overflow to the glory of God. We just don't fill up just to keep it inside and lock the doors of our treasury. God is calling us to something far greater. He needs people that are wise collectors, that collect good fruit, that collect good things, good treasure, that store stored up inside the treasury, and that it pours out to bless people, that it pours out to the glory of God. The overflow is so different in our lives than the overflow from the life of the evil person, the Word says. So too the speech and the talk. God isn't asking us to put a lock on our treasury. He is asking us to bring forth that which is good. See, He doesn't say that's an option. You can lock up the treasury and then we don't have to worry about the evil that's inside. No, God is saying we need to go store up that which is good. We need to collect that which is good to the point where we are overflowing. Number four tonight, things can take our hearts. Now we all know that that is true. Matthew 6, verses 19 to 21, it says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. How many found that to be true? Where your treasure is, the treasure you're going after, the things you're trying to collect and bring into your life and amass into your life, whatever it is, there's your heart. And so if your passion is heaven, if your passion is Jesus, you're going to be collecting the right things. But when our passion changes, and the first love is no longer the first love, we start going after other things in our life pretty soon. All we're doing is collecting what the Lord does not want us to collect. He wants us first and foremost, as we've heard, we heard yesterday, we heard it tonight, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things shall be added. God's going to take care of us, but the things we are collecting are that which is good. We're there to collect the good treasure and bring it into the treasury. Because only then will the overflow be pleasing to God. Only then will we be presenting the king of our hearts with what he desires, what he's pleased with. Luke 12, verses 32 to 34. Do not fear, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell what you have and give alms. Provide yourselves money bags which do not grow old. A treasure in the heavens that does not fail. Where no thief approaches nor moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If our treasure is in heaven, that's where our hearts will be. And when our hearts are in heaven, God can bring his kingdom to the earth. He can bring heaven to earth. We're collecting that which is beyond this world, and we're bringing it into this world. To the glory of God. If our treasure is in heaven, we can be sure we are going to have our hearts set on the right things. Isn't that true? We'll be going after the right things. We'll be collecting the right things. 
You see, there are many things in this life that can take our hearts, and there are many things in this life that seek to take our hearts. And so we have to be careful. I hope what I'm about to say makes sense to us tonight. If we would realize that the heart, the treasury is His, and that it belongs to heaven, and that it is not only destined for heaven, but alive in heaven right now, we will be bringing forth things that are beyond this world to this world. You know, your heart can live in heaven right now before you ever step out of this life into heaven. Your heart can live in heaven right now. Eternity starts right now. You see, eternity doesn't start when we step out of this world. Eternity has already begun for the saints. So our hearts are set on heaven. Our hearts are actually living in heaven. That's where the treasure is. And we're bringing forth into this life to the glory of God things that are beyond this world. This might seem a little radical, but that's what God is calling us to. That's the kind of life God is calling us to. We're bringing forth speech that's not of this world. Our lips speak differently because our hearts are set on the right treasure. I want to share these words. You know, there's an old expression that states, don't be so heavenly minded that you are of no earthly good. Who's ever heard that before? There's an old expression that states, don't be so heavenly minded that you are of no earthly good. Clever and catchy cliche, isn't it? The only problem is that these words are unbiblical. The Bible says, set your mind on things above, not on the things that are on the earth. Colossians 3, 2. Contrary to popular opinion, being heavenly minded always inspires us to be more earthly good. Thus, our goal as Christians must be to set our minds on things above and faithfully serve the Lord. I think that's complete foolishness. It's a cop-out. It just makes it easy for us. Don't get too heavenly-minded because then you're going to be no good on earth. That is the most foolish thing. That's like telling Jesus when he walked earth. you got to get more earthly-minded, Jesus, because I don't think you can bring change. No, he was heavenly-minded. Set your things Set your mind on things above, not on things beneath. The only things that should take our hearts are things eternal. And if that's where our hearts are, the treasury is going to be glorious and the overflow is going to be magnificent. Luke 12, verses 32 to 34, the Passion Translation, it reads, So don't ever be afraid, dearest friends. Your loving Father joyously gives you his kingdom realm with all its promises. So now go and sell all that you have and give to those in need, making deposits in your account in heaven, an account that will never be taken from you. Your gifts will become a secure and unfailing treasure. Wow. Deposited in heaven forever where you deposit your treasure, that is where your thoughts will turn to. So I want to focus on there, and your heart will long to be there also. Our hearts are, are, are full of heaven. Our hearts are longing to be in heaven. And you know that when your heart longs to be in heaven, it changes how you live on earth. It changes how you act. It changes how you wake up in the morning. It changes how you do your day. It changes how you work at your job. It changes everything. It changes the music you listen to. 
It changes what you watch. It actually changes your associations and your relationships. It changes your priorities. You know, one thing I love about Monday nights and so too about Sunday nights is the people that are coming are people that really want to be here. Sunday mornings can become so patterned in people's lives. They just show up and they do church. And they would still, yeah, love the Lord, but that's enough. And they had other things creep in and steal Sunday night. It started as just once in a while, but now it's every Sunday. Or a young adult generation that's a part of this church, or for those that aren't a part of this church, we love to have everybody come. But we get committed and we get sold out to the cause because our hearts are in heaven. You know, all those people, I thought about it this week, that say to you, you know, why do you go to church so much? And we're like, oh, i got to answer that again. Like, how do I deal with this? Why don't we just, like, turn to them and say, why don't you go to church more? See, we're always making excuse. Well, you know, this is the way it is at Christ City. We go to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, and, yeah, we got a lot of church. Don't you have a lot of church? I don't want to go to a church that doesn't do church. Do you want to go to a church that doesn't have a lot of church? Like, is that winning? Find the church in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, that has the least amount of services. I don't think that's winning. That's losing. That's losing. When your heart's in heaven, you're all in. You're all in. These moments in his presence, I love... Well, Brother Jesse, he prayed last night. I believe it was last night you prayed in prayer. And he's just talking about these moments in the presence of God. And it's like these gems, right? And all these things we're collecting. I mean, that's why we're here. That's, we're, we're here to, to be with Jesus first and foremost. I mean, the community's great. And the coffee's real good. It's Stumptown, by the way. But, you know, from America and other parts of the world, it's wonderful. Buy a cup at the end of the service. But we're here for Jesus. We come into these times of worship for Jesus. We come into prayer for Jesus. I don't know why we're coming to church. It's just not, just not to appease a person or to appease conscience. Come on. It's got to be more than that. We're coming to bless the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We're coming to bless the King of our hearts. How many know the King of your heart wants you in church? He's not going to say, hey, stay home. We're okay here. And you're like, yeah, this works because Jesus can be everywhere. He's in everybody's heart. So there's enough Jesus at church. There's enough hearts there. Enough treasuries. No, we're saying the king of my heart. I'm taking you to church. And I'm going to bless you. I'm going to pour out praise. I'm going to honor you because you deserve to be honored. You deserve to be honored. You can have the worship team return tonight. I want to ask this. Are we confused as to what is in our hearts? And there should be no confusion. But if we aren't really sure, we can know tonight because the fruit is the evidence and the words, the speech is the evidence. And we may need to adjust our collecting or purge our collection. 
Would we ask the Lord to come tonight and examine our hearts? We'll know this scripture well. Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24 reads, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Now, we all know that collections can get away on people. There's shows that prove that. Collections can get away on people. They amass such a huge collection that they can't handle it. They actually don't know what to do with it, and they can't see how they could ever liquidate it, how they could ever get rid of all that they've, they've brought in. But I'd like to say tonight that no matter the collection of evil in a person's heart, God, God can change that heart. He can liquidate that evil collection and get rid of it, but we have to cry out and we have to go after Jesus. We have to ask the king of our hearts. First of all, we have to invite him in. And then we have to let him clean house and tell us what doesn't belong and what does belong. So there should be no confusion. There are things, even just one thing, that we have been collecting that isn't right. We need it dealt with before it overflows. Because you know how it is. People begin collecting, and it's just, you know, it's just one thing. It's just one item, and then you need the next, and you need the next, and you need the next, and you need the Pretty soon, you got a room full in your house. And you can't even walk in that room. There's my collect. You can't even get in the room. And then it just keeps going and it keeps going and it keeps going. I, I've watched some of those shows. It is unbelievable. People in a big house and they're living six by six because the collections got away on them. And now they sit and go, how did this happen? And so too it is with the treasury. You start collecting evil and it's just, you know, one, one thing. Just a little. And then it gets away on us. It just adds up. It adds up. Let's stand tonight. I'm just going to lift up this song in closing. I'm closing just a few minutes here. Would you just sing this out? If you don't want to sing it out, just pour out your own heart to the king of your heart. Ask him to come and show you what is right and what is not right. That he would show all of us, no matter who we are tonight. Lord, would you come and investigate our hearts, examine our hearts. Just welcome him tonight. Thank you, Lord.